special guest we have on today. Very, very yeah. excited today. Um, Tim, I'll let you dive right in. Well, we are uh, interviewing today uh, the champ, the WWE champion. Uh, you might know him as Jinder Mahal. Uh, we call him the champ. Or the so, modern day Maharaja. Yes, the king. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna, we have on, on here today, we, we had um, met online. Uh, he uh, is one of our listeners, which we're very humbled about. And uh, we had we made conversation about, hey, listen, let's have him on here to discuss his journey. As uh, if you may not know, he had a, uh, a pretty serious knee injury about a year ago, which he underwent surgery for. So we want to get uh, tap him in to, to see his journey through his rehab and to get back in the mats to uh, be champ again someday soon. So uh, he uh, happily agreed to, uh, to, to meet with us today to discuss it. So pumped. He's in uh, Tampa, Florida, so much nicer weather than, <laughs> than here. So... Uh, we're honored to have him on, and uh, we look forward to a really cool interview. So, yeah. so I'll let uh, Dilpreet do the, the honors at first. So we would just like to say welcome, welcome. Uh, I'll, I'm going to call you the modern-day Maharaja because that just sounds super cool. Uh, so welcome uh, to our podcast. Thank you. And uh, can you just tell us about a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are? Of course, uh, 27 is it 2017 WWE champion beating Randy Orton which is maybe Boom. even sweeter so <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for the introduction yeah so uh, as you guys mentioned former WWE champion uh, I've been in, in WWE since 2010 was my first year there but I started training wrestling while I was actually in high school when I was 15 and I've been probably I would say professional since I was 18 years old so it's been a long journey just working my way up and you know here I am in WWE currently unfortunately injured but looking to make a comeback so yeah I'm super into anything rehab related anything fitness related diet related and everything like that's kind of like my second passion besides wrestling yeah we can tell (laughs) (laughs) no that's why we wanted you on this uh on this podcast and especially like just to share an athlete's perspective and to let our listeners know that Yes, there are athletes that are super competitive, but at the end of the day, the nutrition, the training, and then the mindset, you know, when it comes to an injury, it's important for everyone, and it's hard for everyone. It's not something that's super is easy. Yeah, and one thing that we, we, we love having you on to show is that whether or not you're an armchair athlete where you're, or you're, you're 10 or you're, you're 90 or you're a professional athlete or you're a celebrity athlete, uh, we all go through journeys. We all go through injuries, and and uh, he made a good point where you take it upon yourself to learn about your body, nutrition, training, so you can be the best you can be. Uh, so you can't have a comeback. So you put the onus onto yourself to be in charge of your own health. I'm sure you have great guidance there with your doctors and, and, and your and your therapists and your trainers, but it's it's ultimately up to you for your own journey and your own health, and you taking that that initiative to do to learn and to have it as a passion will just put you into newer heights that's that's fantastic so that's where i think we want to kind of get into yeah 
Yeah, and even to add on to that, like, not only to get to new heights, but to have longevity in my career. Like, I'm getting older now. I'm 34 years cool. old, so. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> old. Jeez. <laughs> Tim's so like, yeah. I do want to have a long career, so, like, it's super important. I wish I would have started doing a lot of these things earlier. You know, it would have probably saved me an injury or two along the way. So, I mean, but but there's never it's never too late to start wherever someone may be listening, you know, wherever you are in your journey. You know, it's about just making that first step. And oftentimes that first step is the hardest to make, but, you know, you just got to gotta make that first step. You're going to automatically feel better, and, you know, you're going to want to do more and more to to, you know, to help yourself, make yourself feel better, whether that's mindset, as you guys mentioned, reading books, listening to podcasts, getting active, even, like, going for walks or, or learning about nutrition or anything, even just changing the way you eat, getting rid of sugar or eliminating sugar or reducing sugar and soft drinks and everything, you know, just a simple step is that you'll, you'll start to feel better. So, I mean, don't feel intimidated if, you know, you hear me talking about, like, all these crazy things that I do for diet and everything, you know, this is my journey, but, you know, it's just to encourage everybody who's listening just to, you know, do whatever you can because something is still better than nothing. And that's and that's amazing because, like we said, we're all in journeys on our own yeah. right. So. That being said, I want you to, if you can, dive into that. Can you just, okay, let's uh, set back to, to your injury back last June. You're in the match, you get injured, uh, serious injury to your knee. Can you explain what happened and then the initial steps after this and then what you just said, your journey, how you decided to, to take hold of your own injury and, and to get to where you are now? Yes, yeah, so uh, last June I had a patella tendon rupture. But a couple of months before that, I had really bad tendonitis in that same knee, and I should have gotten it addressed. Hey, should great. have gotten it addressed, but I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of it out. Uh, like I feel the hardest thing with with WWE is the travel. So oftentimes we wrestle, and right away we're in the car driving four or five hours to the next town, or we're like in a uh, plane seat. I'm six foot five, so I don't have much space. <laughs> 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 Not only that, between training, uh, I had just actually set my deadlift PR like a month before that around WrestleMania time, and I had I put up like a good squat for for myself. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but it was like uh, I think I did like four fifty five. Yeah, and, not great. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I, yeah, I had did like a sixteen week uh, strength block with my strength coach leading okay. up to it, and just gave me that tendonitis. So again, I didn't address the issue, and then I'm in a match. I literally, like, I just planted my foot forward in, like, a running motion, and I felt the pop. Didn't hurt. Uh, it should have. But I didn't just have so much adrenaline from the crowd and anything. I don't feel anything. I felt a pop, and I couldn't bend my leg. So I somehow just finished the match. Uh, we finished the match. Nobody nobody knew uh, that I was hurt. Uh, actually, like, one thing that was in my mind, why I also kind of wanted to was right before I went out for my match, one of the producers just had said, like, hey, can you guys put in some time? Like, you know, the show's running a little bit quick. We can't have the show end, you know, an hour or whatever it needs to be, uh, two and a half to three hours, whatever. Hey, can you do time? I said, yeah, no problem. We can do as much time as whatever you need. So, like, for the oh, first minute or two in a match, Roger Patel, So at one point, while well, I knew it was bad, I gave the other guy a boot. Like a, like a big boot, like a kick in the head. And then when I planted on that foot, I like, it like kind of like uh, crumbled. I was like, oh my God, okay. Anyway, I just told, like, we just finished the match, whatever. Nobody knew I was hurt. I just went right to the trainer's room and told him I felt a pop. 
trainer actually thought I had ruptured my, uh, sorry, torn my ACL because it wasn't a complete rupture. So my patella wasn't like floating. Mm-hmm. It tore, it was like hanging on by a thread and it tore from the back coming to the front. Oh my God. So doctors thought maybe ACL and he did the, the test on me where they, where they kind of pull. He said it's fine, but he's like, your muscles are so strong. He's yeah. like, it just might be holding it together. Very so he said, we'll get you an MRI tomorrow. Uh, when I got an MRI and it turns out ruptured patella tendon <laughs> surgery like a couple days later. And that's actually my first surgery I've ever had in my life. Wow. I've never, I've never, yeah. And so at, at that time you were 33, right? At that time. That's, that's a, in, in a really high end career. So, wow, that's, that's lucky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And good. So, good to be lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Very lucky. Then, um, had the surgery and then started the rehab, rehab process, which was very difficult because for... Eight weeks, I was uh, on crutches, and I had to keep my leg straight in a brace. I think maybe six weeks, I had to keep my leg from bending. And then, like, every day at rehab, getting that mobility back, they were starting it, just moving it, like, 10 degrees. Like, we would gain, like, five degrees a week, and I'd be just, it would be so painful. Uh, and before that injury, like, I've been used to traveling, like, 200-plus days a year on the road. So that was kind of a frust- frustrating thing. Like, now, all of a sudden, I'm home. Uh, just have nothing to do all I really am doing is rehab every day so that was a big thing but anyway that that rehab process lasted almost 10 months to like get me back into ring shape because to get into ring shape I gotta take like a great amount of out of force like to be able to be suplexed like from the top rope or something 100%. you know my knee has to be able to withstand that much pressure so just slowly build that up and then at some point during that process Around the time that I went back to wrestling, I had noticed my knee was had a lot of fluid in it, same knee. So I went back, I wrestled a couple of weeks, and I had told the RWB doctor, hey, my, I have a lot of fluid built up in my knee. And he just said, well, drain it. I said, okay, let's drain it. So when, when he uh, aspirated it, drained it, we drained like almost 100 cc's out of it and went to I go stand like up and my leg went in bend. Uh, my leg went in bend, it was just blocked. I was like, oh no. Uh, got an MRI, it turns out there was a torn cartilage, a piece of cartilage, and when there was, when there was fluid in my knee, it was, it was kind of pushing it out of the way, so my, I had you know, mobility and everything. Uh, when we pulled the fluid out, that, that piece of cartilage you know, was jammed behind the knee, couldn't bend it anymore, but it was at a, wherever that cartilage piece tore off, it was a piece of the articular cartilage, which I need, or it's gonna be bone on bone. <laughs> So then they did the microfracturing of the femur to get me new new tissue. Tissue they took a bone marrow stem cell from my from my hip from my iliac crest, put it in the knee, and that was uh, about four and a half months ago, I believe. And now it's starting to feel good again, squatting, deadlifting, jumping a little bit. You must feel so pumped to be able to do all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the last couple of weeks has been awesome. Uh, like huge improvements and everything. Just jumping, being able to jump is like awesome, and pushing yeah. the sled. And, and I see that you're doing some uh, a lot of foot and ankle work as well, which we know is very important for the knee, obviously. Right, giving give that knee that foundation, especially in the ring, when you're doing your jumps, you know, you're, you're suplexing, you're when you need full foot, toe, and ankle mobility and control. Uh, and and you know, we, we talk about it a lot how how the foot, yeah. uh, the foot and hips decide what what the knee does, right? And uh, we know it's when you're training, that's a big part of it, which is fantastic, um, which is encouraging. And so, he, and I, I think you were doing Tim's mobilization, <laughs> ankle, <laughs> the ankle mobilization. Yeah, 
ankle is something that I need to do more of because when I wrestle in my boot, I actually tape my ankles, both ankles that I've been taping for years. So they're just like solid. But I've noticed throughout the years, like my feet are getting kind of externally rotated just from having more yeah, ankle Yeah, because a thing about, I, I always dive into with my athletes too with, with taped ankles. When your ankles are rigid in the boots and taped, then that motion, rather than the ankles taking it up, comes into the knee. So your patellar tendon, your knee takes the forces that the ankle and foot should. So if you restrict your ankle range, it needs to then your body needs to borrow motion from your knee, which it yeah. shouldn't have to, right? Your knee should be a very stable joint where your ankle is very mobile. So if you take away the ankle mobility, you have to have you have, you have to now cheat the knee needs to cheat now and not be stable, and it becomes a little unstable to move. So then your knee takes the forces it doesn't want to take. Right, so which is why I always really, really uh, harpen on the fact that you need proper ankle range. And if you tape up in a match, if you keep taping it, you're going to lose the ability for the ankle to do its natural motion. Then the knee has to. The knee becomes very, very vulnerable. So I always say it's never the knee's fault when it when it gets injured. It's usually the fault of the foot, ankle, or hip. So I always say the knee is like a really forgot, uh, the, the poor middle child. You have the shitty brother who's the ankle <laughs> and the shitty brother who's a hip who, who's picking on the knee, but the knee gets, gets in trouble, and it's not his fault. It's the shitty brother's, right? I love that analogy. Yeah, so, right? So I'm really big on the ankle. So for future reference, if you want to take less load off your knee, then work your ankles and feet and your hips, of course, right? And, and therefore, because yeah. the knee, I always call the knee a very dumb joint. It only does what the knee, what the ankle and the foot and the hip tell to do, right? So I, I always say it's a very dumb joint. It always gets to blame and always gets injured. But like you know, for and when you mentioned the ACL, uh, and an, this is for the listeners, an, an ACL tear nine out of ten times it's a non-contact injury. It's not a bat to your knee or a helmet to your knee. It's a it's a landing injury. It's a pivot and a twist yeah. because either the hips couldn't control the knee. Or the, the foot and ankle didn't give it the foundation to be supportive, and then it gets injured, right? So, so one quick question. When you talk about hips, you mean glutes? The whole, the, the whole hip structure. So hip mobility and glute strength, yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole complex. So glute strength, hip, hip mobility, right? The ability of the, the hip to be able to externally rotate, internally rotate, right, how it should, and the glutes to extend yeah. the hip. Because it all starts with the ankle as well. And, and to be right, it starts with the big toe. If your big toe can't extend through a natural range of motion, your hip can't extend. Therefore, you can't access your glutes, your glutes optimal, which means yeah. your knee and low back take the forces, right? So that's how they all interact. Because like, you never treat the knee without treating the hip and the ankle and foot at the same time. So I was very happy yeah. to see that you're really working on your ankle and foot uh, mobility work which is vital, and yeah. then, of course, glute work and hip work. And then the knee will be very happy because of it, right? It's just so fascinating. Yeah, I've been also lately doing a lot of psoas work, too. Absolutely. Like, uh, just from sitting all the time, like, the, the hip flexors get shortened. Yes. So I've been doing a lot of, a lot of stretches in that area, too. And, uh, yeah, working on the posterior chain, because my, uh, like, DMO, or my, or my, like, the front part of my quads are, like, ridiculously developed. My hamstrings and glutes are always kind of lagging. There you go. Yeah, so you're always going to have the anterior pull, right, which will bring everything forward, which will also which will also shorten off your hip flexors. So posterior yeah. chain uh, to, to fire, that's vital. So we had, a, uh, last year, last episode was on glutes, 
and we really harp that home. That's your 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 body's powerhouse, right? And then with you, you, you are so powerful and so strong. It's even more important to really have what it should be the strongest as your strongest muscle groups. So you don't overpower the wrong way, right? And then your knee takes the forces, and then this can happen very, very. Yeah. I've had a lot of fighters that I treat, a lot of wrestlers and fighters with 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 knee injuries galore, just because of that reason right there. They're very anteriorly focused, right? Anterior based, quad based, and then uh, yeah. and then of course with with uh, you know for some reason we don't ever pay enough attention to our feet, which is counts for That's everything. That's the number one thing I learned from yeah. Tim because I was having knee pain, hip pain, back pain when I was a server. I was waitressing and I'm like, oh my God, like what is going and on? And she's in great shape. You don't, you can't figure out why. I was just in so much pain yeah. and other physios could not figure out what it was. No one ever said ankles and Tim was right away in minutes. He's like, your ankles suck. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's your ankles. Yeah. So, and one of the biggest things people that, that wear when they run or train, they, they wear these big cushioning shoes that have a heel drop. So right away, you're walking in, sh in heels, essentially. Even if you think you're not, you really are. Unless they're flat shoes or minimal shoes or bare feet, you're walking on a ramp all day, which shortens up your calves, your Achilles, your hip flexors, and so on, right? So it's, yeah. very, it's very big that, you know, you start with the foundational work. And uh, that's, that's what we always kind of harp on, too. So I was very, very happy to see part of your routine is the foot and ankle work, which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on squatting in the squat shoes with the, with the raised heels? Or I see some bodybuilders or whatnot squat with their heels raised. Yes. What, so they squat with their heels raised because they have poor ankle mobility. So that's how they compensate for that. So, and this is not my, this is my, I'm really big on this. If... If you can't squat body weight with your heels flat to the ground and squat in a nice deep squat, you should not be adding low to your squat, right? Because, and then to add a heel, like a heel lift or a plate for your heel when you're squatting, it's essentially cheating. Because what you're doing is you're not using your full ankle capability that it needs to be for a real squat. So when they do this, now if you're looking at uh, your your sport is to squat heavy and you're a power lifter and you want to get an extra 10% of a, of a weight up and you want to you know beat that record and in competition fine you can we can wear your, your lift shoes to get you the added percent but for the 99% of us that are training we, do, we should not need that to, to squat if you can't squat without that you should not be squatting with load anyways right mm -hmm. so I always tell my athletes if you, if you go to the gym you need that plate under your heel to squat Spend more time mobilizing those ankles, your calves, you know, your Achilles, you know, your hips, so you don't need that, that heel lift. Because it's, a, it's also an aid that is, is, is hiding the fact that you don't have your proper ankle dorsiflexion. Right? And it can lead down the road to, to of course, like a weaker lower chain. It can lead to a lot of other issues because if you're consistently loading your, your weight on you with your heels elevated, then you're putting pressure where pressure is not meant to be. Right, because you're meant to squat with a heel on the ground. That's why we have we have our body structure how we are. So when you have to add a, a support system while you're training, that's a crutch, and that can lead to to future problems. Right. So I don't. Even I, though the shoes look super cool, I know Tim grabbed my shoe last year and he threw it across the yeah. across the room. He's like, throw these in the garbage. So yeah, I've been a deadlifting barefoot for a while. Yeah, and actually, I uh, I have the garage gym and I just work out barefoot. Like that's. I mean, it's if, nice. you, if you want a really good, uh, I'm not sure if you follow him or not, but a really good 
like plethora of information for squatting. It's Squat University. Dr. Aaron Horshaw. Yeah, yeah, Aaron's awesome, and he's brilliant, and he'll he will just say what I basically what I, what I said, but very but a lot better than I can say it. He's uh, he's brilliant, and he really breaks down everything with the squat and and mechanics and. Uh, so he's a great guy to follow on on Instagram. He has a book too, right? Yes, it's the Squat Bible. Great book. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've read it cover to cover a couple times. Yeah, very easy to read. Great read. Uh, yeah, Aaron's great. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm not a big fan of, of those of any of any of any uh, devices or any uh, you know crutches in the gym so you can lift heavier or lift what more. What do you mean about weight belt though? No. Weight belts are good if you're lifting super heavy weight. But I see guys in the gym every day walking around the gym with a belt on, doing curls with a belt on, <laughs> squatting a squatting a bar with belt on. What are you doing, right? So like, I mean, like I'm sorry, but you don't need a belt to squat 30 pounds. So when you when you wear so a belt savage. as a part of your of your fashion, fine. But I'm only for belts if you're rack pulling or squatting or deading super heavy weight, and you need an, an extra support system, fine. But in general training, like when you're squatting or deadlifting or doing anything like that, you also are doing a core exercise. They're also core work. That's core work. So why are you shutting down your core when you're doing a core exercise? So people always go, oh, should I do squats or, or planks or sit-ups for my core? I go, do squats, do deadlifts. They're also a core exercise. When you put a belt on, it kind of negates that effect, right? So unless you're going a PR or really heavy, 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 or you're moving a fridge or a, or a grand piano, I'm not all for uh, weight belts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you mentioned before in a couple other podcasts the farmers walk, farmers carry. Amazing. Yeah, I do those a lot. Yeah, uh, cool. really yeah it's it's brilliant. It does everything, everything in the body. And it's easy. Such a good exercise. Such a great exercise, and anyone can do it. You can do it. We can do it. My grandma can do it, right? And it builds up yeah. toe to to neck strength. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. it's one of my favorite things to do in the gym. Period. Right. And feet, ankles, knees, hips, all affected by the farmer's carry safely. Yeah. 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 One quick question. I know this is kind of almost become the Q and A. Oh no, no, not at all. This we love awesome. it. What do you think of the reverse hyper? I like there. it. I like it for any disc injury. I I like the exercise if done correctly. Right. So yeah. actually, you know, speaking of Aaron, he has, yeah, no, for the low back and glutes and, for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Aaron has a really good uh, uh, take on that. If you watch one of the videos yeah. on the Rivers Hyper, the proper form for it. If you're off by a bit, it could be it's it's not good. But done correctly, it's a very effective exercise for for, for disc pain, glute training, low back training. I, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah, Rogue has a really good um, um, reverse yeah, hyper yeah, machine. Yeah, I've been using the Rogue one at the at the at the PT. I've been trying to do it slow. So, yep. Yeah, it's all all about form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough exercise. It's very tough, but very good for your posterior chain. Very, very good for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. that one. Um, I think the first time I tried that one was two years ago with the machine. You could, I couldn't go heavy. I had to put my ego at the door. I'm yeah. like, wait, I have to start off super light for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's if yeah. like I always tell even my even my guys like you who are you know big big boys who are super strong and, and, and high end athletes. It's all about technique and form. No ego. Your ego needs to be stuffed at the door, right? Or else, because you know I've had guys in here that are, are pring and they're deadlifting 550 pounds, 600 pounds. They're six six, you know, two sixty ripped, but yet they had surgery and they're doing the dog bones for lateral raises. They're doing that the four pounds. So those guys have learned that the ego is nothing, right? When you're injured, bye bye ego, right? So it's all about form, technique, 
and uh, proper, uh, like you said, you know, you have big quads, the BMO is strong. Well, let's work the posterior chain now, so I, yeah. I don't become you know, a, you know a surgical candidate again, right? Hip thrusts. Hip, yeah. So exactly. So Best yeah, exercise ever. But great questions. Like that's uh, you know when you're training in that mindset, you want to make sure you almost become you know injury proof, right? Bulletproof. That's that, that's yeah. the name of the game, right? So rather than fixing something, you want to prevent it. Yeah. Right? Do you like yeah. hip? Do you yeah. like the hip thrusts? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I, I have the, <laughs> the hip thrust bar that you put in the squat rack. Yes. Rogue makes it. Rogue makes a awesome. great one, yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'm all yeah. about... Because sometimes... The... That's, another, that's another exercise where I, like, well, just one plate aside, but I go to the gym and I see, like, girls doing, like, three, three, three plates aside. I don't know. <laughs> Strong girls. I think, that's, I think that's been... I think uh, the most I've done is, like, three and maybe a bit three and a 25 or 335 somewhere on like yeah. your side but Wait. that exercise it's so happy like I'm so happy to hear it from you because there's so many guys still that say oh that's a female exercise I'm not like excuse all. me no it's not it's a great yeah, exercise yeah. you know yeah, uh, yeah. athletes do it you do it the rock does it so uh, football players NBA yeah, no, no, players. everybody should be doing it uh, I actually have a really good strength coach I've been working with for like uh, on and off for 10 years his name's Rob McIntyre he has us do, like his some of his exercises like the floor press and, like the glute bridge like I feel weird doing that <laughs> yeah but who's gonna talk to you about that though <laughs> no one's gonna mess no one's gonna, with no one's gonna say hey uh, they go, oh okay I'll just be quiet now and walk away <laughs> I'll get suplex have you guys ever done that like a hip thrust where you put the tricep rope kind of in your in your crotch Yes, oh, on the, the, the cable, pull-throughs, yeah. Yeah, pull-through, pull-through, yeah, I do that in a chance, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just as long as you, you're not wearing your singlet there, it's fine. If you're not wearing a singlet, you're good. <laughs> that one, I, I have to say, though, that one is, like, you have to put it in the right positioning, otherwise you can really hurt your crotch, Ooh, like, that, yeah. yeah, that one has to be done right. Now, speaking of all this, tell us, and t tell our listeners here about your, uh, your nutritional, uh, uh, mindset and what you do on a daily your daily nutrition your daily habits with your food what you avoid what you try to really uh, harp on uh, what is your take so yeah so no diet is huge with me so like I had a huge transformation like with myself over the last couple of years so I was in just a little bit back up so I was in WWE from 2010 and then I got released in WWE around 2014 just because I was my own fault. I was unfocused. I was all about after the match, like going out, partying and hanging out all night and just eating crap and sleeping in, skipping workouts. So, I mean, it was my own fault. I was got released in 2014. And I had like a lot of regrets with that time off. And I was like, I was still young. I was like, you know what? I'm going to work, work my way back. You know, I'm going to get there again. But this time I'm going to do it right. Um, so I was given a second chance. And then uh, I had like a huge transformation. Like I was so out of shape, just whatever, like playing the victim mentality again, like all my, I didn't have the right mindset. I didn't have the right people around me or like the, the information is always there. I would just wasn't accessing it. So I, I like just kind of discovered podcasts, like even just like business podcasts. I read like uh, Grant Cardone's book, 10 X, just like 10 X in your 10 X in your goals. And uh, I just started watching like some YouTube videos. I found ET Eric Thomas and then uh, just just general motivation, and I started like getting into the mindset of uh, like 
where things just don't happen by accident. Like people just don't accomplish greatness just by accident. Like it's, you got to be very, very deliberate with everything. So I just became very deliberate. And one of those things was nutrition. So I hired a nutrition coach. I mean, I've experimented with, with various nutrition coaches, um, even like a bodybuilding type diets or, um, what's it called? Uh, men's physique type diets. And actually I started another one right now. I'm with my bodybuilding coach, but, um, Again, but it's just the basics. Like, I eat a lot of rice. I eat oats. I eat, uh, like, cream of rice. Good carbohydrates, sweet yep. potatoes. Uh, and then lean proteins. I eat chicken breast. I eat fish, uh, uh, salmon. Uh, I eat my salmon when I uh, have, like, a lower-carbohydrate meal because it has good good fat in it. I eat ground turkey. Bison. Bison is, a, is like, a huge... You staple in my diet. I just find that it's a lot easier to eat than chicken breast or, or ground yeah. turkey. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. My, my diet is super super simple. I eat like the same thing every day, every meal. It's nothing exciting. Um, like for example, uh, breakfast. If I'm just super lazy, I take two scoops of protein powder and like uh, half a cup of oats, just dry in the cup, fill it up with water, shake it, and I can drink it. And, gets the job done. Yeah, even post-work, I'll have the same thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just finding a way, um, not having excuses and being prepared. So when I would, when I was traveling on the road, I would bring a, a Yeti cooler bag and I would, I have a meal prep company here that makes all my meals for me. Custom. Nice. I just tell them what I want, whatever the coach says to eat. They make it for me and I freeze them and I put it in the Yeti cooler bag and I have ice packs and I check it with the airline so when I land I have all my meals with me and Perfect. I always get hotel rooms with fridges so yeah. uh, I put the, put the meals in the fridge and I get the front desk to freeze the ice packs in the morning I put, pack up the Yeti cooler bag it, it sounds like a hassle but it actually saves me a lot of time because I don't have to stop for food I know what I'm eating totally. late at night I'm not eating at gas stations or McDonald's and <laughs> just ordering burgers and throwing yeah. away the buns and think I'm eating healthy <laughs> I love how you threw that in there. <laughs> I mean, I've done it before. I've done all this. So have I. Yeah, we've all, yeah. we've all I'm healthy. I have no bun with it. I'm good. You convince yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat five double doubles. Yeah, no bun. <laughs> You're like, that'll, good. I'm not, I'm not alone sit, then. Good. Sit, sit in your body for like the next 30 years. Oh, man. I'm not alone thinking that way then. I'm like, I'll have the six uh, junior, just, just just the patties, nothing else. I mean, today I'm eating healthy. Yeah. I'm going keto. <laughs> no mayo. But again, it's just being deliberate about everything. Um, obviously, you know, I, I treat myself to a cheat meal once a week or whenever. You know, I uh, feel like I deserve one, which usually about once a week. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes twice, but um, <laughs> sometimes twice. But like, I have times where I'm super, super strict. Like before WrestleMania, the last couple of years, I did like a full prep diet. I did like I hit like a peak week and everything. And right now, I just actually started with my coach again. For I'm supposed to be cleared in the beginning of December, so I'm jumping back on full program mode right now. Where that's exciting. My uh, where my even like my cardio I don't know Dilpreet's competed before she um, maybe Tim you have too but like where exactly I know how much cardio to do yeah. every meal is weighed out and everything and salt manipulation and everything so yeah I, I just started that again and I really enjoy that even though I don't step on stage I like I really enjoy the process of doing I, you, look, you look great though man like you can tell you're dialed in on those on those WrestleManias yeah absolutely no. and before we get to like the next question we want to ask about supplements as well but you, so I think for our listeners, 
giving a little bit of an insight as to what keeps you motivated to follow you know through this program because so many people have difficulties with food and I with my clients I like to mention you have to have clarity in your purpose you have to know why this is important to you so what's your intake on what keeps you keeps you going yeah I mean everybody finds motivation in different ways but that motivation has has to come from the inside right it, like it has to be internal you have to find you know, your why, why am I doing this? Like my reason for doing this is I'm passionate about wrestling. And I have it in the back of the mind, that feeling I got when I got released in 2014, I don't want to feel that again. Like I felt like a failure, you know, I felt embarrassed and uh, you know, I was fortunate enough I was given the second chance and then like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do everything right. But um, you know, someone might have a different reason, you know, someone might uh, have health problems or you know, you just want to be healthy and live a long life for your kids, yeah. you know? Everybody has to find that that reason and then just staying motivated, like I, I follow, you know, social media is, is awesome, but it can also be terrible depending on who you follow, right? Mm -hmm. So if you follow the right people, you know, you see, you know, you follow the rock, someone like the rock who's super motivational, you know, there's, there's like so much information on YouTube that you can find if you follow the right guys, like even someone like uh, CT Fletcher, I don't know if you guys are probably familiar yeah. with CT Fletcher, yeah. like, I mean, I've actually trained with him and he's like super wow. motivational, so I like, I can only imagine <laughs> Sometimes I just work out and I have like his videos just playing, just like just him talking in my ears, and I'm just going crazy with him. That's amazing. So, yeah, motivation comes in in all different forms. Mainly, you have to set goals. Like if I don't set goals, then you know, like uh, I'm not like, held accountable for to anything. You know, just holding yourself accountable and the best way to do that is set a goal, make a plan, be deliberate, and take action. Yeah. Do you? Do you ever find that you do have days where that little inner voice inside you wants you to just kind of sleep in or not, you know, be a little lazy? Do you have those days where you're not as motivated? Yeah, of course. Nobody stays motivated forever, but when the motivation fades, you go back to your habits. So if you build yeah. good habits, you're going to revert back to your habits. If you, if you have poor habits, when the motivation fades, you go back to your poor habits. But if you've instilled good habits, like every day I wake up, I know I'm going to do cardio. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it, but it's just habit. You just wake up and do it, and then after you do it, you feel great. Like, all right, let's, yeah. let's get at it. That's, Not non-negotiable. That's a great... That's, I love how you said that because, like you said, if let's talk about bad habits. If you smoke and you're trying to quit smoking and you're doing great, one day you wake up, oh, I'm just going to have a smoke. It's a habit. That's a poor habit. Yeah. So the reason is to, to, to develop great habits and good habits, and you can always fall back on those. That's a great way to, to explain that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, no, like nobody's super motivated no. all the time. No. No. Like, I don't... I don't think anyone wakes up in the morning at like 4 or 5 a.m. going, yeah, I'm so excited to get out of my warm bed to go and, you cardio. know, do cardio. <laughs> yeah. I think most but of us... But if you have a goal in mind and you have good habits, like, you know, you're way more likely to... Yeah. Yeah. When the mind says go, you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We always say that, too, that the rewards for that is so... There's so many rewards for you know, waiting for you. If you have that mindset, you have those goals, you have those habits, that it becomes almost fun sometimes. You want to do it. It feels good. It, it's your it's your mental health too in the gym. It's your break. It's your it's your zone, right? That's what we always talk about too. So yeah. that is uh, that's awesome. And how? Uh, just speaking that, sorry, just speaking of that, like a lot of people, I I feel like they just don't know what it's like to feel good. Yeah. Like they just have lived their lifestyle for so long, like they're just accustomed just to like thinking negatively feeling like crap but um 
yeah, like, you know, once you start having a positive mindset and you start training or eating good, you know, even just even if you're just still a beginner, like just that feeling, like that euphoria that you feel, like that just that sense of wellness, like it's an addictive feeling. It's very addictive. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a, a podcast a couple months ago called Health Shaming, and we explained that. And people that don't have that lifestyle of, of health, their health journey, and they shame you for having one, they don't know how that feels, and they they, they can't see why you're at the gym every day and you train hard and you eat well. And we always say, because I feel great. Like I I I'm, I know I'm going to live longer. I feel great. I have more energy. I sleep better. My skin looks better. Uh, I'm stronger. I'm gonna I can play with my kids a lot a lot longer. Uh, and and I when I eat well, I feel better. Right, and, and people that don't experience that, they don't know that. They and, don't know. You know, it's a shame because then they start to th- see you as as being weird. So, like, no one's gonna. Like, if I say, "Yeah, I went out last night. I got so hammered, and I passed out with my Big Mac in my mouth," they're gonna they're gonna go, "Oh, that's awesome, man!" Ha ha ha. And if I say, "Yeah, yesterday I had four kale salads. I trained for an hour, and then I listened to four podcasts," they go, "You're weird, dude." Right? But like, what's really weird? The first one or the second one? Right? So it's a so different mindset. Right? If you surround yourself around like-minded people, yeah, you know, you get that approach. You can do things together. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Love it. Um, so, what about supplements? Do you have a specific supplement routine um, all year round? Right now. Rehab-wise, yeah, too. Yeah. So I, mean, I keep it very, very basic. Again, the word supplement is to supplement your diet. Uh, first is diet, and then additional supplements. I take protein powder. Uh, I take pre-workout. I've, yeah. I've gotten in the habit of just, I can't work out without this. So. <laughs> 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 so I take uh, uh, protein powder. And right now, I've, I'm, I've, even, I'm, I've even added a pre-team monohydrate. Just as my coach told me, just added five grams before I work, yeah. work out. I've been experimenting with glutamine uh, as, a, as a digestive aid. So before every meal, I take five to ten grams of glutamine extra. This is the first time I've ever done it. That's, That's very the interesting. First time name is AJ Sims. He's, he trains mostly bodybuilders, uh, coaches bodybuilders. So yeah, he told me it's, it's really good for digestion. So I've been experimenting with okay. glutamine pre, pre-meal. Every, every, before every meal, five to 10 grams. So I take glutamine, creatine, pre-workout, protein. Oh, a lot of multivitamins. I think multivitamins and then I take extra vitamin D and vitamin C. Perfect. I, oh, magnesium is also a big time Beautiful. game changer for me. Uh, just speaking on magnesium, so... Um, I, I drink a lot of water. I drink a gallon and a half, sometimes even two gallons of water, like when I'm on the road. That that might be overkill, but for me, I don't know. This is all I drink. I just have the gallons of water, and I'm just chugging them away. During my workout, I can drink a whole gallon, and then if I'm wrestling, you know, another gallon goes down. And I train, and I do cardio, and then I also do a lot of sauna. So I felt myself, like, in matches in the evening, I would start cramping. Yep. And I told, uh, there's a strength coach, coach, his name is Joe DeFranco. He, he's actually Triple H's strength coach. I just happened to see him at a show, and I, and I told him, I'm like, man, I've been cramping a lot. So you need magnesium. So I started uh, experimenting with magnesium. Like, uh, even as a, a pre-workout, I get, like, an awesome pump. And actually salt, too. Yeah. I, I, eat, I eat, take a lot of salt. Yes. For a long time, I didn't. I, avo- I avoided salt because everybody's like, oh, no, you know, you're going to hold water. It's not. So important. Salt's bad. Yeah, no. salt's so good. It's so good. So you just listed, important. like, all the main staples of a, of a supplement that we we always say, yeah. too. And the magnesium, yeah. and especially right now with, with the whole COVID situation, if you ask any virologist or immunologist, they're going to say two letters, vitamin C, vitamin D, those two 
Yeah. They're the ones that work. Yeah. They're the ones that keep you, keep yeah. your immune system strong, your recovery strong. And then for rehab as well, I tell my patients too, I always say the old, um, I say ACD mag. So vitamin A, C, D, and then, and then magnesium. So yeah. that's great that you said that. That's, that's amazing. Was, you know, yeah. I, I, I have just started taking more magnesium myself. I, I wasn't taking much before. It was more so in just like a multi. But then when I checked the multi, it was only like 30% of like the intake yeah. that I should have in a day. And so I've been taking it now too. It feels good. Yeah, yeah before bed, it's awesome. Helps you sleep too. Really good supplement. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, fish oil, I take a lot of fish oil. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially that's pretty much it. Multivitamins. I just keep it simple. I mean, yeah. I might not be simple to talk about. <laughs> no, no, but. Like, people rely on supplements. Like No, supplement like, for a reason, yeah. Yeah, they'll have a crappy diet and they'll have a training routine. They'll always ask, oh, what supplements do you take? What supplements do you take? It's like, no, supplements not going to do anything. You can't eat McDonald's all day, go train, and then just take supplements and think you're the healthiest person. Yeah. Well, you can't you have no buns. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. That's like the number one question people ask me. Like, oh, what supplements do you take? Oh, yeah, I want to lose fat. Like, what, what supplement can yeah. I take? Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. We get it. We get it every day. In the, That's the in first question. In the kitchen question. first. Yeah. In the kitchen. Clean out your pantry. Take out that junk food. Start there. Whole food. How do you get those abs? The kitchen. That's how you get those abs. Not by doing crunches. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So you're looking at a comeback. You're hoping the next, by December, you're thinking? Back to the ring? Uh, I get good around the beginning of December, hopefully. And then I'll get in the ring a little bit, get in shape. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. 2021. Yeah. New, Watch out, 2021. Yeah, yes. Ginger's going to be the new the new champ again. Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's holding the title right now? Like Who's holding it now? What's that? Who's holding the title right now? Who's the champion as we speak? Drew McIntyre. Oh, that's right. Okay. No, it's you next, man. I'm in your corner for sure. Let's go. 100%. Let's make it happen. Yeah, Drew's actually a really good friend of mine. He, same thing with him. Same. Uh, we both got released on the same day. And then, like, he's, like, my best friend. I talk to Drew all the time. We even work out together. For the longest time, we had the same training uh, program from our okay. coach. We had the same training coach. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. The same thing, big mindset change, like, his life changed. If you can change your mindset, you can change your life. You can accomplish anything. Like, there's no there's no limit to what you can do. Like, you can accomplish, like, ridiculous things that you would you thought were impossible, that everybody will tell you that are impossible, but they're really not at all. Like, it all starts with mindset and the hard work, obviously. That's very well said, man. We can't add to that. It's perfect. Oh, I love it. It's, yeah. You, it's the mental fitness. You know, every yeah. everyone thinks that, okay, I'm going to go in the gym and I'm going to be the strongest person and the happiest person, but we have to, you have to really, you have to exercise that mind. Yeah. It's I mean, so yeah, tough. It's way harder than the gym. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, just mindset wise, like my wife, my wife has says I have two faults. I don't listen and it was something else. Um. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> No, too. Oh, boy. We're not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. Wow, that was okay. too bad. Come on, Anyways. Come on. Um, okay, I I would love to dive in uh, about the Punjabi aspect in the South Asian community. Uh, I mean, you're the first, first Punjabi to win the WWE title, which is super awesome. And self-made, takes lots of hard work. How did you feel? And I'm sure... Lots of people reached out because you've inspired so many people. Um, my parents were pumped when I told them that we were hopping onto the on this podcast. My dad was like, "No!" <laughs> he was so ecstatic, 
And I just want to ask you, like, how how did it feel, you know, being being the first Punjabi? Obviously, itself, like, getting the title was super awesome. But did you feel more pride or, like, just hearing from people? Like, this is so awesome to see someone in the community conquering something that you wouldn't think would be possible because growing up we're told like okay you be the doctor you be the lawyer you do the typical typical south asian stuff i think well growing up you're around the same generation as me grow up probably similar uh, childhoods yeah. we didn't have like role models to look up to that were south asian on tv that were like you know like doing things you know there was no, no one in ad there's barely still any athletes or just bollywood that's I, it <laughs> Yeah, That's or all. anybody like breaking barriers in arts. Now you have so many. You have authors. You have you Lily Singh like on TV. There's it's incredible now like how far South Asian community has come, and you know I'm excited to see like the next generations how how far they're gonna take it. But yeah, definitely like you've obviously growing up in Delhi House, you know you have doctor lawyer, you know bado bado like study study. You know, yeah. That comes first, but. Um, Sports is also very important, and I, you know, I encourage all our, you know, Punjabi parents and everything. You know, let your kids explore sports and everything, arts, whatever, because they learn so much in those uh, like things, like sports or arts, that they'll use in the rest of their life. Like something from sports, you learn discipline, you learn sportsmanship, you learn mindset, you learn goal setting. You know, and like, you're not going to become a doctor without having, you know discipline and all that or whatever they want to be you know just let your kids do whatever they want the confidence more different things you know but like we have to live our own lives that you know that's most important but um also but i do feel like education is really important so you know i did go to school i got an education everything but like i just wanted to follow my passions and um yes i mean sometimes uh you know, you have to do what's best for you. Obviously, my parents have been really supportive. Um, always, like, uh, no problem. Like, even, <laughs> like, it's it's crazy to think now. Like, even when I was in high school, I remember, like, I, I was still in high school. And I, I like, went with a van full of, like, older wrestlers. We came to Winnipeg. We went on to Thunder Winnipeg. Bay, Ontario. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, all drive. I, I came to Winnipeg several times. But, like, the first time I came, I was in. I was in high school, and this is just like giving even an example of like where, how I was when I started. Like people see WWE champion this and that, but like I have had a very long journey. Like I started wrestling in front of like 10, 20, 30 people. So when I was in high school, I drove all the way to Winnipeg uh, in a packed in a minivan. <laughs> Four of us shared a room. <laughs> this is the worst hotel ever. <laughs> it was it was attached to a bar called the Zoo. Oh my god, Othram Village, yes. Oh my god. Four guys in one room on top of the beds. Like, just, we're not going to sleep in those shoes. Two guys in the bed, fully clothed. Like, and then wrestling in front of like 50 people who got like 10 bucks. <laughs> and I drove back. So, you know, like, that's the level I started at. That's and, incredible. Um, yeah. Just kind of worked my way up. Yeah. But if I would have, like, listened, to people who, you know, the doubters back then are, are like, if I would have thought, like, oh, man, like, this is horrible. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I got to quit this. Like, I would never have achieved that level. You know, it's all about paying your dues. And, um, yeah, I had set my goal. Amazing. And just what, whatever I got to do, I got to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And, you know, I feel nowadays, we were talking about this earlier, when it comes to social media, everyone thinks that, oh, out of, like, one instance, you're going to become successful and overnight and, 
none of this is overnight. Like, look, look like, at all yeah. these stories. Like, look where you started. You know, you had to start somewhere, and you have to work so hard to get where you are now. It takes time. It takes years. And I think a lot, a lot of people out there don't want to put in that work, or they just don't have... You know, they, they don't understand the reality that it is going to take time. It's going to take discipline, hard work to get where you want want to be. And I think when you said, you know, you got to pay your dues, it's, it's an yeah. old school phrase, but that still hits home to Love this it. very day. And and my dad would, would tell me that all the time when I was younger. Like, pay your dues, man. Like, like suck it up. Yeah, you're flipping burgers and you're, and you're making fries and you're, and you're, and you're, you know, you're, you're studying at 2 a.m., whatever, but pay your dues. It's, it's going to happen. And. And uh, I think not not a lot of kids, and maybe maybe this this generation right now doesn't don't have that advantage of hearing that sometimes, because you know they, it's instant gratification these days, right? You want anything now, now, now. But yeah, you're driving for 13 hours to to, to the zoo to uh, to uh, wrestle in front of uh, 27 uh, drunk people for 10 bucks. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, man. I, and you said some... like a hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> but look what look, look what it got you, man. Like you paid, like you said, you paid your dues and you got to the top of the food chain in your sport and that. And, and in that... the community itself, like with the South Asian community, it's just you've paved the path, you know, for so many people out there for them to know that color doesn't hold you back and if you want to pursue something your dreams your goals go for it like you live once so you got to try if you don't try you'll never know quick question for our, our listeners and for myself too which we, people are dying to know uh i, I want to ask you three three guys and I want, I want you to tell me one word to describe them to me uh vince mcmahon genius agreed the rock uh, inspirational. John Cena. Uh, the man. Okay. <laughs> all three agree. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, all three super, super cool dudes, super inspirational, super hard. The main thing, the main trait with all three of them, they're ridiculously hard work workers. Their work ethic, unmatched. Like, those guys, 24-7 on. It's amazing. What, whatever needs to be done, no excuses, get it done. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's and great. it's so hard to have that mindset. Yeah, but that's why they are so work. successful, yep. and they and they're top the top of their game. So, but you're right with McMahon genius. He this has been running since I was five years old. It's been so huge, and it's it's still going to this very day. And everyone knows WWF now E, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Just, just one more thing to add. Like uh, a lot of people think, like you know, I'm going to work so hard and I'm going to get to this destination. But like the true hard work starts when you when you're at that destination. And yeah, it's one thing to like reach a level, but it's another to stay at stay that level there. or to even go beyond that. So like the that hustle never stops. Like to stay at to stay at a high level, like you got to work twice as hard. Like you thought it was hard to get to there, <laughs> staying there is yeah. harder. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing I think people don't realize uh, that yeah, there's a. Uh, you know, there's levels, <laughs> but but I feel like now looking back, like the best time I've ever had was like during that, like that that time that I'm struggling and I'm hustling and everything. Like that's like brought me the most joy. Like yeah. when I had nothing, nothing to lose. Like in the minivan. In the minivan, going to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I like wrestled on so many native uh, reservations. Like, that's, like, the best time in front of, like, barely any people. Winter, everything, like, bomb drives in the snow. I have, like, crazy stories. Like, all, like, 
going like in the ditches and like in the middle of the night in the middle of winter just madness but like if i look back like that's like the things that like brought me the most joy like the most memorable times in my life it's just like just you know just like dreaming and having these dreams and you know just working hard like uh, night after night and just learning so much being around guys around me that knew more that were more knowledgeable that be more experienced around me you know just trying to like soak in as much information from them as i can that's kind of what I do through I do now, like through books. Like you can get someone's life experience in in like one week of reading a book. Like this is unbelievable. Like the power of books is is, uh, is unbelievable. I, I encourage everybody to like you know listen what? to audio books, listen to podcasts, read books. Yeah. Hearing you talk, and then you know, obviously your life experience and where you are now, what you've been through. You should be an author. You should write a book, man. I'd buy it first. Seriously, you, totally. tell tell those stories, man, that you want to tell. Like tell the minivan story to Winnipeg, and, and the so ditch. the ditch. And tell tell you know, and it's it's a it's very inspiring. And yeah, yeah, you say the rock's inspiring, and then of course, and but you're also inspiring too. And it's 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 really cool to hear all this. And it's so humbling to yeah. hear that you cherish those moments during you know during the struggles, the beginnings, because so many people are always chasing for the luxury you know like let me let me get to this destination then i'll be happy but i think so many of us forget to actually enjoy the journey itself you know the de- once you get to the destination you'll say okay this is cool you'll love it for a little bit but then you'll ask yourself okay what's next yeah and if you get to the journey without i'm sorry if you get to the destination without the journey like you you know you won't enjoy the view as much but if you know that like you know i've I've gone through some stuff to get here. Like when you're there, you, you're going to take in that, that view and you're going to really enjoy it. And like, especially, yeah, you said earlier with instant gratification and like social media era and everything. Um, like my goal is always to achieve greatness, not to be famous, not to do, not to be anything. I think some people like they, they want to be famous more than they want to be like great at something. They would just want to like go viral for like a TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know like coming up that way I think there's because that stuff will fade but you know like if you're great at something you know that that lasts and that's something that you can really be proud of having that impact that's a mic drop yeah that that is a mic drop yeah I'm is. pretending to drop my mic right <laughs> that was amazing champ wow I, I love that it, it's so true because right now everyone wants to be famous you know and you see yeah. that someone wearing a certain shoes and saying a certain line will get you famous but sure that will last maybe like uh, some months or a year but what impact or value have you actually added in your own life and to others so for your listeners this is a guy who is famous saying this to us and to you guys so take that to heart i've never considered myself well we do But that's part of that's part of your lore. That's part of being humble and being a champ. Is you, you don't see yourself like that, which is which is amazing, right? So I don't even like that word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great to know that, like you know, even your journey with your rehab and, and your and your eating and your motivation, your daily, like you're just a regular guy, like we all are. And so when people hear exactly. this, that that gives them more of a okay, I can do it too. I can do it too, right? Yeah, I'm no, I'm no, I'm not more special than anybody else. Like Dilpreet, I grew up in a uh, Punjabi house, not immigrant parents. Like I grew up actually wanting to be a hockey player, but my parents were so busy at work. Like, and hockey's really expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just <laughs> I never became a hockey player. But, you know, what you can get. You know, I found then I found wrestling, and that that became my passion. 
you know, I just kind of like dedicated my life towards that. Oh, well, it's, so, it's been amazing. And it's nice to hear yeah. this because it's re- it's relatable for so many viewers. And I think, you know, listeners, sorry, I think they think, you know, if someone's like at a higher level or famous, what's so special about them? So it's nice to hear from you that we're, we're all human beings. If we if we want to achieve the greatness, you just have to work, work super work, hard for work, it. Work some more. Yeah. Enjoy your journey. Yeah, it's amazing. So listen, let um, I guess well I know it's been an hour of your time. It's a, it's a Sunday. You probably want to relax and chill, but we're we thank you so much for being on here. We I, we learned a lot today from you and about you, and hopefully our listeners they will take a lot from this. And uh, good luck on your rest of your rehab and your comeback. And I look forward to seeing you on SmackDown soon. Twenty twenty one champ. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you guys and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely continue to tune in you guys' podcast. You guys, you know, have, uh, give so much knowledge and information and, and valuable advice and value to your listeners. You know, and uh, I'm definitely. I'm gonna share. You know, I'm gonna spread the word. You guys' podcast is awesome. And sometime in the future, we'll do this again. And hope that. Oh, we'd love to. We would love to, champ. Yeah, we would love to. Yeah, man. Okay. I feel like we can chit chat for hours. Hours, easy. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Okay. Thanks, Thank champ. And we'll talk soon, so man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Take it easy, champ. Oh my God! Okay, so that was an awesome, that awesome, was a super chat. cool chat. Uh, wow, we could talk for hours. So what I got from that, with uh, with so mostly from this podcast and this interview, was he's a regular dude who's humble and who goes through the same journeys we go through. Whether whether we were uh, uh, in the mail room and then we become a CEO, yeah, he you know he was riding the wrestling circuits around the country. Uh, in front of 10 people making 10 bucks to WWE champion, right? And it's oh. pretty cool. And it, it really gives you the insight of, of what it takes to, to make it and to stay there, like he said, to stay, it, stay there when you do make it. It's it comes down to hard work. Hard work, Lots. dedication, and knowing, you know, having that mindset, which we talked with Dr. Jay Brooks about. Yep. And the mindset and your, and your want to be the best you can be and, uh, and, and have no quit. And that yeah. was that was in, he's such a great guy, eh? Oh my god! Yeah, so nice. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was fantastic that was, interview. That was, that was incredible. Um, we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm just like wow, like that was so fun. You know, we're we're gonna for sure have the Maharaja back on again soon. Um, and and I, we really appreciate. I only got one joke in, only one because I was too busy listening to his great stories. And you know, I was I was gonna say, you know, a, a neutron walks into a bar and asks for a beer. And the bartender goes, no problem. He goes, how much? He goes, for you, no charge. Oh. <laughs> wow. Science joke, sorry. What okay. a nerdy joke. Sorry, I had to end it that way. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But I hope but... you enjoyed our podcast with uh, with the, the champ. And Yeah, uh, we really hope you enjoyed it and, you know, you took some valuable information. We definitely did. And it was just very humbling and inspiring to hear, you know, his story and it just makes us realize, too, that we all have our tough days. We have our hard days. We all have to go through struggles to reach our goals. It's not an easy path, but with a strong mindset and having clarity in your purpose, you just got to put in the work, non-negotiable habits, and just got to get there. 
So once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. And we will have them on again, absolutely. Yeah, and if you have any comments, please message us on Instagram. Um, you can message me at D underscore little underscore tank or... At me at at sport and spine physio. Uh, or we can email us at... For health sakes. At gmail.com. Perfect. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. We love you. We appreciate the and support. And side note, uh, we might have saw you might have saw in our post, but uh, we want to thank you sincerely. Uh, we passed the uh, the eleven hundred mark now for listeners, so thank you so much. Love and, it. And uh, keep on uh, listening, and uh, we appreciate it. And, and share we... this with whoever you think would love. love Please. This. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. All right. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey.